Did you realize that when you are given a baby in the hospital, nobody ever tells you, here's what you need to become a mother. You're just thrown in the midst of it and you need to figure things out as you go along. I am Dr. Dini. I'm a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Today, we're going to talk about the expectations that we put on ourselves and that society puts on us in our role as mothers, how that can impact our well-being and how we can ensure that we have a holistic well-being of body, mind, soul and spirit. So stay tuned as we go into more detail on ways to improve our well-being. Have you ever been called this person's mother, John's mother. There are some cultures where you are identified as mommy of this person. You are identified by the name of your child. I am Dr. Duny, a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. Today, I'm going to talk about something that affects you and that affects me. Motherhood identity crisis. Every one of us that are mothers, we notice that our lives are moving along. We're carrying on with everything from when we were younger, as we grow older, we start to establish relationships. We start to build our personalities. We know what we like, what we do not like. We know what our values are, what our belief system is. We know what we cherish and what we would rather avoid. But as we are given that lovely, beautiful gift of being mothers, things change. Welcome to the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And on this show, you will be learning about the realities of motherhood the good, the bad, the ugly. And most importantly, you'll be looking at well-being for mothers, how our many roles can impact our well-being of body, mind, soul, and spirit, and how we can ensure that we have overall well-being in spite of having all these many roles that we take on, including being mothers. I am Dr. Duny, and I would bring together the many thoughts and experiences I've had over the years in reference to health, well-being, and the realities of mothers. I am a mom to two amazing, beautiful children who, when they were born, I realized that I had lost my sense of self. So in today's episode, I'm going to go right in to talk about what it is. This is my perspective and the perspective of amazing moms in our community and what they wish that someone had told them about motherhood and how we can, as mothers, step forward and reverse this crisis and make it something beautiful. If you're still listening, awesome. We're going to get right to it. I found myself in a place where my culture was such that you were either called mommy this person or mama this person. 
In the African culture, it's such that um, the, when you get married, they, you have a generic name. Everybody goes, oh, wife, wife. And there's the expectation of others that, well, you're married now, where are the children? You have children to show for it. And then culturally, the moment you give birth to a child, you on that day that you have given birth becomes Mama John, Mama Simon, Mama Mary. And that became a norm. And if you had twins, they would give you a name, Mommy of Twins. That became your identity. That became what you were known for. So if you had past accolades, past achievements, past roles, oh my goodness, that swept under the carpet because you're now a mom. It's so prevalent, especially in such cultures that yes, you have lost your identity. But in some other cultures where it's not as overtly done, where it's more subtle, whereby you are not given a particular name, but you know that you are losing your sense of self, the things that you would rather not do, you find yourself doing them because you're now a mother. The things that you would never have tolerated, you end up tolerating because you're now a mother. The things that you perhaps were excited to do, now you can't do because you're now a mother. <laughs> the things that you felt um, you would like to do, you have to put them on hold or forget them altogether because you're now a mother. Is that something you have experienced? Is that something you're going through now? This is a common thing that we as mothers experience. So you're not alone. Many times when we go through these processes or through these scenarios or these incidents in our lives, we think we are the only ones. We think that there is a problem. We think we've done something wrong. Then we start to look for ways to correct and to please and to um, appease whoever needs to be appeased all because we want to either have a bit of our life back, knowing fully well we can't have our life back the way it used to be, or we just succumb. And when this happens, from a holistic point of view, we start to see energy levels start to go down. We start to feel subdued. Then your shoulder starts rolling forward. Your head starts bowing down. Your posture, which used to be high up, raised head, confident, becomes that of someone trying to be hidden, being subdued, being overwhelmed, sometimes being frightful, and in some cases being angry because now you feel trapped. You feel you can't do what you want to do. You have lost control. But it does not have to be that way. You don't have to feel that way because there's a way that you can turn this motherhood identity crisis to a motherhood identity awareness and celebration. So as we journey through, I want you to think back to where you were before you became a mother. What were those things that you wanted? Those were those things that you had going for you. 
What were those things that you enjoyed? Don't forget them. Do them. Listen. Feel them. Enjoy them. This is not a touches exercise. This is something that you need to do to remember. I remember when um, I was watching Lion King. Now, I don't know how many people have watched Lion King, but I am a big cartoon fan. And I was watching this part in Lion King where Simba, the little um, cub at the time, had run away from home because he thought he killed his father. He left home and he did not want to turn back. As he was running away, he got found by this, the Mercat and Warthog, and they all became friends. And they lived in a lovely land. You remember the song Hakuna Matata? That's how that all came about. Beautiful, he was enjoying himself. But soon, he found his long-time friend, Nala, who came to tell him when she recognized that it was him now already grown into a lion, that the pride lands were in danger under the tyranny of his uncle. And as such, he needed to come back and help. And he did not want to. He felt this guilt in his heart. You sometimes as a mom feels that guilt. You, you feel, oh, how, how do I do this? How do I connect me? How do I find my true self? And in that thought process where he was battling whether he should continue to enjoy his Hakuna Matata life or go back into his usual, step into who he really is, into his full identity of who he is. He had a vision and it was his father, Mufasa. I love that scene in The Lion King because after he's spoken to his son, the end of that discussion was remember who you are. Remember, remember. And the voice was fading. As moms, anytime you feel that identity crisis, which we will all feel at one time or the other. <laughs> I want you to remember who you are. I, I met a friend, a lady who later, of course, became a friend. And we were introducing each other. Um, and while she was talking to me, she said, we were trying to find out what we did. And so she says, oh, well, I'm just a mom. I said, no, you're not just a mom. Yes, you're a mom, but you have other things. And that's one terminology that is not unique to that lady because many other moms say that as well. I'm just a mom. You're not just a mom. You are awesome. You're beautiful. You are powerful. And you have so many other attributes. I could go on and on, but I would like you to do it for yourself because sometimes, when you do things yourself is a lot more impactful than if someone just fed it to you. And so in the journey of converting the motherhood identity crisis to a motherhood identity celebration, 
There are a few things that you can do. Remember, this Wellbeing for Mothers show is all about uncovering those things that we experience as mothers, but also having practical tactics, strategies, tools that we can use. And today's episode is not going to be an exception. So before we go on, I would like you to hit that button, the notification, subscribe, share this with other moms, let them be empowered with the tools and the skills that they need to enhance their well-being on a consistent basis. So I'm going to share with you the tools that we can use as mothers. And the first one I'd like to talk about is what you can do in a step from crisis to celebration. The first thing is you need to look inward. We live in a very fast-paced world. We live in a very fast-paced um, economy, society. Everything is trying to beat the record of the next thing to be the fastest. So if you know that you would like to heat up your pot of food before, you probably put it in a pot and put it on the hob. Right now, you pop it in the microwave. Boom, it's ready. We are in that scenario where we have everything moving very fast. And what happens when people are moving fast, things are moving fast, situations are changing fast, is we lose our ability to focus, to be mindful. And when we lose that ability to focus on the now, to be mindful, we have problems with that, our attention span. Everything's moving so quickly. So while we are still appreciating the color of this new outfit, something else has come out and then your attention goes that way. And so right now, we're going to do a practice. The first thing is looking inward. And what I mean by looking inward is you being more mindful of you. Don't look at anybody else, your partner, your siblings, your parents, your children. No, this is all about you. Because when you look inwards, you'll be able to see yourself for who you really are. In the scene where Mufasa was speaking to his son, Scar, there was a water body and Simba was looking at this, his reflection. Sometimes we need to do that. And that is one important part of this looking inward practice I'm going to share with you. Looking inward can be you getting a mirror. A mirror, a simple mirror we all use. We use it to either pack our hairs, get dressed, have a look in the mirror, see how you're looking, or perhaps put your makeup on. The mirror is somewhere in your home. Go find it. If you've got a full-length mirror, awesome. But if you've got a small mirror, that's even fine. You can use that. And if you haven't got a mirror, you're listening to me, well, you can either go buy a mirror or just get a bowl of water and look at your reflection. <laughs> okay? The idea is to see you to see your reflection, I want you to look straight at yourself. Look deep as though you were piercing into your soul. Look at you 
from the physical, which of course is very easy to see. You can see my face, my hands, my legs. You can see all parts of your body, yeah? But then you want to move inwards to your soul, which is where your emotions are. How are you feeling at the moment? What is going through your vibrational sphere? Because everything in nature is always moving. There is a vibration. It's energy. What's your energy level at the moment? Go inwards. Go inwards to your mind. What's going through your mind? What are you thinking? Go inwards to your spirit. Where are you? Where do you feel you are now? Where do you think you're going? That's inward exercise where you explore body, mind, soul, and spirit. I speak about in more detail in my book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. So that's available on Kindle and paperback in the, on Amazon. So go ahead, go grab your copy. But we will just go through this process where we are talking about seeing yourself as you really are, looking inwards very mindfully. Now, in the process of moving inwards and looking inwards, I want to move to the next step. The next step is so important. It is journaling. It is journaling. There are some people who practice that and some people who don't. Journaling is putting down pen on paper or if it's a typing journal, an electronic journal, or in some cases, some people don't like to type. They just want to speak the words and the words appear. You can do this. Write those thoughts, those things that are coming through your mind. Write them down. Because when you do not write them down, you do not capture them, they will disappear. And of course, your many roles as a mom just comes in and then you forget everything you've done. We don't want that to happen. We are moving you from a place of crisis to a place of celebration. Okay? So when you have this increased awareness, when you look inwards, it's great. It's quite relieving. But when you put it down, when you journal, it is more uplifting because now your mind knows she's going to do something about it now we're not going to be like this much longer you start to see things happen in your life so i want you to pay attention and journal now i currently use this amazing journal it's an app growth day it's awesome it's the best ever and if you would like to have access to that, you will be able to click on the link. I'll put it in the show notes. You'll be able to get access. And it's at the very, and it is the best app I've ever seen for journaling. And not only that, if you're one that you're probably new to journaling, and perhaps it might be a little bit of a challenge or a demanding thing, there are some prompts, some questions that you'll be asked and when you respond to those questions, that's a good act of journaling. Also, you can have it anywhere you go. So you wouldn't say, oh, I forgot my book at home. Oh, I can't journal today. No, it can be on your phone, on your desktop, on your laptop, on your tablet. It's just there everywhere you go. I 
I don't do anything without that. Oh my goodness, I'm totally in love with that. So that is the second step, journaling, to capture those thoughts, to capture those emotions, to capture those insights that you now have. Now that you've done this, the next thing I would like to suggest is do not go this alone. Life is not meant to be done alone. We are meant to grow together. Divided we fall, united we stand. Ask for help. That is the next step. Ask for help. That help can come from professional help. So yes, reach out to your clinician. Of course, there are many people listening to this um, from different parts of the world. You could have your family doctor. I'm a family doctor. And you could also have your um, health team in your community. I don't know how your system works, but reach out. Do you need a counselor? Reach out to a counselor. Ask for help. Sometimes, even if you don't know who to reach out to, just open your mouth and ask. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. Sometimes some people in this situation might get to a state of anxiety and depression. They might need medications. It's not, I know that mental health can be a stigma, but I want you to remember that your well-being comes first. Then even if at some point you need to have some form of therapy, it's okay. You know what it shows? It shows that you are, one, self-aware, which is a key component of emotional intelligence. Then two, you are proactive about your well-being. So it's not something that you'd be ashamed of. It's not something, oh, I'm on medication or I'm in therapy. It's not something to be ashamed of, but something to celebrate because you are more intelligent, emotionally intelligent than many who ignore what they are feeling, who just continue in that hypnotic rhythm. So get out of that and get into asking for help. Some people might need coaches. You need someone that would hold you accountable, someone who would tell you as it is, someone who can see those things you can't see, someone who will be able to ask those questions that would bring forth your discovery or you uncovering yourself. So these are the ways by which you can take action today. You see, everything that we share today are all action steps. You can be listening to me while you're driving. You can be listening while you're doing the laundry. You can be listening and probably be getting ready to doze off. But to get things done, you need to take action. To make a change, you need to take action. It's one thing to know. And it's another thing to do. There is this quote I grew up with, knowledge is power. I soon discovered, no, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. When you take action, that is where you activate that potential energy and make it kinetic. You activate that potential of what it can be, who you can be, and you make it active. 
So please take action today. Share this with some mom, someone who will benefit from this. And if you've learned something, if something actually stood out for you, please go ahead. Let us know. I am very open to feedback. Please let us know. Share this with your friends. And if you'd like to learn more, go to our website. It's right down below. You will be able to get access to getting more, learning more that we have got in store for you. All about empowering moms, enhancing our overall well-being at www.drdini.com. There also you will have the show notes and all the other links uh, that we have talked about in this show. I am Dr. Duni. I am a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. I'm so thrilled that you've gotten to this point where you're hearing me speak with you and we're on this journey together. Spread the word. We do not have to live in a state of crisis or in a state of celebration. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Bye.